Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. You know what I'm excited for? I have no idea. Betting on NFL games. God, we're close. Yo, shout out to AT&T U-verse, because today was the first day that NFL Network is back on AT&T U-verse. For years, I have suffered. Oh, it's been hard. But this morning, the first thing I did, well, after feeding my mother and telling her I love her, the other thing I did was turn on that television and see NFL Network come up, and I damn near shed a tear. God, I missed it so much. So much. I'm so happy for this, oh, man. Thank you, Matt. Welcome in, Bulls oh. fans. I'm Peck. You can follow me on thank Twitter you. at Bulls <laughs> underscore Peck. Joined by my guys here in studio, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. <laughs> Will the Goat so Gottlieb. Massive. Perfectly quaffed. Will underscore Gottlieb is his handle. We are CHO underscore dope? Bulls. And on the controls, back from vacay, hey, our hey. dear pal, Lawrence. What hey. up, Lawrence? Oh, my God. How you doing? That's uh, Lawrence. Great yeah, to see you. Know, you. I, uh, Where's I your picture you at? You're always on I, camera. I'll get, hold on. I don't get up here. Uh-oh. Time Uh-oh. Vacation yeah, to do that Where's the producer, Cam? do that. Producer Cam. Can't believe that. Brads will never do that. Hey. Hello. There's the beautiful <laughs> salt and pepper beard. Oh, Shout look at him. Whistler Brewing Company and Who? beautiful Whistler, uh, you know, British Columbia. Is, is that a Canada? flex right there, sir? I don't know. It was pretty fun to be in Whistler, Canada. Yeah. Okay. Did you go yeah, there to their brewing company? It is. I did. And I don't, like, why am I on the screen down there in the corner? That's a little okay, weird. What's right. up with that? Let's get rid of that little guy. Just checking you out, man. Oh, that's Are cool. Are you talking to yourself right now? Yeah. It really am. does seem you, like you're on camera talking you to yourself. You side camera in and insert <laughs> circle cam in right now? I don't that know what's is, going on. You double man. cam in yourself right now? It that's is, something, man. Hard that work is called man. ego. Right? That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what that anyway. is. You know what's better than Lawrence? More Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> double Lawrence. Uh, shout out to Jeff for the comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello, hello. This man is out of control. Uh, Jeff in the comments said, "Shout out, fellas! Can't wait for the season to start so I can catch y'all live again for those shows. Stuck at work when y'all air this." 
Uh, Dave was preaching yesterday, though. Yeah, emotional start in two straight shows from you. Yeah, yeah. True story. Yeah, very emotional. It shed was a tear today. Angry? I did shed extreme a tear Extreme anger yesterday? Extreme anger, extreme happiness, <laughs> all love. It must be, it must be August. <laughs> must be. Uh, also, shout out to Jacob in the comments. You're right, it is old. August 1st. <laughs> Off-season flying by. This is yeah. the it's going to be training camp before we know calendar. it, y'all. Well, we will make it live. We'll That's make what it we live. do. We resurrect the dead around here. F it, we'll do it live. Yes. Um, speaking of it being uh, August 1st, quick additional shout out. Happy anniversary to my sister and my brother-in-law. 14th anniversary Woo! today. Thank you for giving me the best things on uh, planet Earth, Thank which are that. my two beautiful nieces. What is anniversary? Y'all. What's the 14th year anniversary? I Anybody don't know? know. I don't know what it's that is. It's such a random, like, I, I'm guessing Anybody? 15 would be, like, a big significant yeah. thing. I thought every year meant But every something. year does have, like, a specific yeah. like, gift you're supposed to yeah. give your spouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I have no idea. I know we don't do that. I, Hold how on. many years for you, sir? Hold uh, on. Th- this was 10 years. That's hence the trip to. Oh, uh, hence the trip. What the what Bridge what, what is that called? What it's is a 10 year? I'm called? Googling. Uh, that is called, uh, we paid a lot of money to go on this trip, and so that's our gift. <laughs> ivory. Okay. The 14th, uh, the traditional Wait, gift the for the soap? 14th wedding anniversary is ivory. Ivory. Is it, is it soap? The soap? And the modern sure. gift is gold jewelry. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's for What is it year. for 10 years? Uh, the classic flower for the 14th anniversary is the orchid, Ooh. which represents love, luxury, beauty, and strength. That is a good flower. Thanks, Google. Nothing wrong with orchid. <laughs> I want to check the 10 years, see what that is, Norris. Because I think you should yeah. be getting well, something I, for that. I, I didn't do it, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, I did not She's do it. She's getting law in trouble. Uh, well, you know, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, she didn't get a card. She got to go to Canada with me. I was going to say, right. just took a nice trip together. Took yeah. a very nice trip. Did she get a t-shirt also? Uh, she got a dope-ass uh, raincoat because she decided to pack for uh, British Columbia in the mountains without any sort of rain gear whatsoever. Okay. Good job, wife. I mean, that's on deaf ears here. I have no idea how to pack for that either. Yeah, well, <laughs> I packed a raincoat and it rained. It rained a lot. Did so. you know it was going to rain a lot? I just guessed. Wow. I don't know. I'm not very good at packing. She makes lists like a week ahead of time. Apparently, mm-hmm. didn't make the cut, the rain cut. And you but picked her a, up this time. Oh, pff, she good got job. a sweet, sweet North Face coat. It looks good. She looks good. <laughs> well done, good sir. Good for her. Very proud of you. Very proud Thank of you. you. Oh, um, marriage. Oh, marriage. <laughs> oh, marriage. What's that like? Yeah. Marriage. Too long. Sounds like a lot. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine <laughs> not knowing. Sounds like a whole lot. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. Uh, Some fun stuff to get to on today's show, Bulls-wise. Speaking of Dave getting upset yesterday, our jumping-off point for Topic 1 today is something else stupid that was on Bleacher Report yesterday. (laughs) Um, And then, at the back end of today's show, Big Dave apparently has a burning question related to Kobe White that he hasn't even told us yet. I have not. So we're going to get to that. Um, First, though, as I mentioned, Bleacher Report being dumb again yesterday, Will threw this in our thread as we were finishing up yesterday's show, and I was like, oh, Bleacher Report just nonstop (laughs) cranking out the bullshit. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Uh, And it was something that they called, will uh, will your favorite team be better or worse next season uh, with a hit on every NBA team? Shockingly, <laughs> they predicted that the Bulls, our beloved Bulls, will be worse. Mm. Uh, Lawrence has pulled that up for you if you're watching along on YouTube. couple of the highlights from their reasoning, which I think is funny, because just like the uh, DeMar being overrated thing, they threw a whole lot in there about how great DeMar is. And this is like, 
The Bulls' uh, offseason doesn't scream screwed. Every player they retained is back on reasonable deals. The additions of Carter and Craig promise functional depth. But they didn't meaningfully nudge up the three-point volume or playmaking of a painfully sub-mediocre offense. A leap from Kobe could help the former, but probably not the latter. Mm -hmm. And then they say so much revolves around DeMar being boom or bust. Um, And he turns, uh, you know, he turns a year older on August 7th. Mm -hmm. So we should expect regression. They said the same thing about Vooch, who said he was unfairly scapegoated at this point and coming off of a solid season. But... Mm -hmm. He's a year older. What does his age curve look like? Can Caruso deliver all galaxy defense if he's playing more than 25 minutes per game? Doesn't he always? What they had to say about Zach? He's become underrated for what he provides on offense. (laughs) There's a lot of good mixed in with the bad, and there's not much bad other than Damar and Vooch are getting old. (laughs) So therefore, the Bulls will be worse. So you improved on the stuff that you were bad at. Yes. You got better at that. Yes. Which they acknowledge. And Zach Levine is underrated. He's an underrated player, Zach Levine, an all-star, Zach Levine, underrated. We could see a mini leap from Kobe. Yeah. We We could see development from Pat. We like Vooch and what he provides for the team. But the Bulls will be worse. But they will be worse. God damn it. They'll be worse. instead of spending a large portion of another episode today, as we did yesterday, just taking Bleacher Report to the woodshed for being crap... We just use it as a jumping off point okay. to say, what do we think, Bulls, this season compared to last, better or worse, yeah. and why? And what are the most important factors in determining what will be the answer to that question? Can they do better than 40 and 42? Yeah. Can they do better than a play-in tournament exit? Yeah. And if so, what are the biggest factors and keys that will make that answer come to fruition? Uh, well, I think I just kind of said those things. One, you – Got a point guard. Step one. I continue to say Billy Donovan offense runs better when he has a point guard. Like, I don't think he can truly run the offense that he likes unless he has a point guard. I I continue to see that through his career. You saw that in the second half of the year with a bottom-of-the-barrel point guard in Patrick Beverly. You saw how much better the team looked and just a a little more fluid, you know what I'm saying, on that squad. allows Billy to do certain things that he likes to do. So that's one. Two, you added three-point shooting. That's a huge thing for the Bulls. Guess what? Because they stink at three-point shooting. Um, The attempts, you're dead last. Under 30 attempts a game, dead last for the past two seasons for the Chicago Bulls. And I mean, not even close. You know what I mean? What's even close with that? So that's something that they shored up. So you got a guy in Javon Carter who's going to take the attempts and hit at a high percentage. Got a guy in Torrey Craig who's going to take the attempts and hit at a above average percentage, I would say. Not like a 40-plus percent, but 37. That's all. We'll that's super it. respectable. <laughs> I would goals, that's a godsend. Yes, I would absolutely take those things. Three, you were already a top-five defense. You added to that. You got better at defense as well, again, with Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. The draft pick, Phillips, I can't put him in there yet because we probably won't see him, but he is a good defensive player. So, But you got better at defense. Um, Vooch, you, you've already made the commitment to him. You made a commitment to this guy at center who will get you 17 and 11 on a bad night. <laughs> That's exactly what you'll get from him. So you've got that shored up. You already got DeMar DeRozan. We know he's a year older, but it's still DeMar DeRozan. You got the underrated Zach Levine, who I think is coming in with a chip on his shoulder personally. That's just how I feel about it. Uh, him coming in, getting this money. Um, I, I think it's that time for him to take that leap into I'm the number one guy on this team. 
mentally, I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I want him to think like that. I don't that. know that he's ever had that problem. That, I need him to think like, I don't, I kind of think that he sometimes <laughs> I'm just, don't. Just, I'm talking about on the court. Yeah. Off the court, yeah, I think he carries himself like that. But on the court, DeMar is like, give me the ball, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, All right, you got it. I don't want him to say, no, you ain't getting the ball. I got it. You know, and then do a Carlton Banks and just throw that shit from half court like that. I don't want that. But I do want to see that step because DeMar is getting older and Zach is continuing to be in his prime. So I just want it to be more clear cut. Maybe that's what I kind of mean by that. I mean, I, I have one one problem. Yes, it is the Carlton Banks. I feel like Bulls fans, we should only refer to it as the Denzel Valentine. Fair point. Fair point. Don't worry, y'all. I got this. Fair point. Deep heave. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing but air. What are you doing? <laughs> no. Uh, also, that um, Kobe, Kobe White getting better. Uh, still having Alex Caruso, who is a super luxury to have, because if you're worried about him playing all Galaxy defense, that's literally what he does all well, the time. Well, so th- their question and their worry, I guess, was can he do it while averaging 25 or more minutes per game, which... Even mm-hmm. though Caruso wasn't a regular starter for the Bulls, True. did end up starting down the stretch for mm-hmm. Billy, uh, along with the other vet, Pat Bev. As people like to um, deny in my Twitter comments. <laughs> with, with the way that Alex plays and the fact that last season was his career high in yeah. number of games played because yeah. he throws his body around and gets dinged up and gets those injuries midseason throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Can he stay as healthy as he managed to stay last season? You can throw the, like, injuries caveat at every single team in the league. Right. Sure. So I almost kind of want to, like, take that out. Obviously, like, the Bulls had a couple of guys who played 82 games, and they didn't sustain any major injuries. So, like, there probably will be some regression. You can't really, like, bank on that every single year. Yeah, they're getting older. But, right. like, yeah, of course they're not going to be as good if you get injured. That's true for every single team. Um, Breaking news. So that, that part's whatever. To me, it's like... The question is, how much better do Javon Carter and Torrey Craig make Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. and Vooch? Because I think that having those guys to take a lot of threes, to defend at a high level, to keep the ball moving, I think those guys make the Bulls' core three players better. Yeah. And um, I think when you see articles like this or you talk about like how good is DeMar is he overrated is Zach underrated all this stuff like you can think about these players in a vacuum as if they're just like playing one-on-one mm-hmm. but that's not how it works at the NBA level mm-hmm. and um I think these guys will help them improve they'll they'll cover up some of their weaknesses sure. they'll be an outlet for some of their strengths you sure. know like you can't collapse the paint anymore on DeMar because you've got shooters now. Mm-hmm. DeMar's isolating. You've got four capable shooters around him mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, two. Two, two and a half, maybe. One and a half, two. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a lot more space to operate. You're going to have guys who can defend and take some of that pressure off of Zach and DeMar in half-court defenses. And you saw what the Bulls looked like mm-hmm. when they had Caruso and Pat Bev out there defending. They mm-hmm. were the best defense in the league after the All-Star break. So I think the... The big reason that they could be worse, obviously the injuries, but um, the defense could regress. Like, I don't – I would be surprised if they were fifth or better again in defense, but, like, I don't think they're going to fall off that hard. Like, they're either. probably going to be top ten. They might still be five, but yeah, better. Um, they, they added good defenders. Yeah. So I think all those things combined, the real – the, the real question I have is, like, can they start to win some of these close games? Yeah. We saw it 
Last year, they did not win very many close games. The year before that, they were dominant in close games. Correct. And we also know that that is very variable, right? Yeah. Like that can change year to year. We don't know how that's necessarily going to translate one year after another. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of cases, when you're looking at betting lines for team, uh, team win totals, you look at which teams won a lot of close games, which teams had a lot of really good clutch wins, and you can bet against that. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you're looking for a good bet, you might look at the Kings under total wins because they had so many clutch wins last year. They did. Mm -hmm. I think they that's, a, that's, that's a big reason why the Bulls lost a lot of games. So I think that's a big one. Um, the injuries, the defense, I think that stuff at a certain point kind of cancels out. And it's really a question of like, how much better do Javon Carter and Torrey Craig make the Bulls core three guys? How much better can Patrick and Kobe get? And uh, can they stay healthy? And unless like you have this long list of other teams in the East just totally lapping the Bulls, which mm -hmm. I'm not sure happened, I don't see how you could possibly think they're going to be worse off unless there's just like this complete lack of belief from inside the locker room and they're just like overplaying with each other and they give up. But I, I just, that's not the case. I 110% agree with you, Will. I think the biggest factor on whether or not the Bulls improve upon their finish and their record from last season is winning close games. So much so that I did my homework this morning and I got some numbers for y'all. You mentioned the Bulls were very good in clutch games in year one of the DeMar, Zach, Vooch trio and bad last season. 21-22 season, the Bulls went 25-16 and 16 in clutch games. Really good. 25-16, and 16, that was the third best clutch game record in the NBA. Mm -hmm. They had a net rating in clutch games of plus 15.3. Also, third best in the NBA. Un unsustainably good. Last season, 15 and 23. Basically a full swap of win-loss record in clutch games last season. 26th ranked clutch record in the NBA last season with a net rating of 0, 0.0. 0. Mm -hmm. Which is funny, but also to me means that maybe there is a little bit of hope because their clutch game record last season was worse than their clutch net rating mm, last yeah. season. Obviously, a zero net rating would project about a 500. They finished 16th record. ranked in, as far as net rating in clutch games last season. Right smack dab in the middle, but finished 26th in record in and, clutch games. And if you recall, so they weren't that. It's just they lost so many games by one or two just bad or dumb possessions mm -hmm. and in some cases bad luck in some mm -hmm. cases they got hosed by the refs mm -hmm. and it's that's the difference between what are they 46 and 36 yeah. or a bunch of clutch buckets by the yeah, other and, well. and 40 and 42 mm -hmm. that's a six win drop off from from 21 22 to last season and a difference in 10 wins in clutch games it's a huge difference the jalen suggs game winner the deer and fox De game fox. winner Ooh. For uh, Donovan Mark Mitchell Mark first, and then yeah, you had bastard Tyrese Halliburton hit a three. Donovan sure Mitchell had that lane violation. Mm -hmm. uh, Demar was fouled on a Karis Levert shot that could have earned him two free throws. Yep, third game, second or third game of the season. Same thing against the Wizards. Demar could have gotten a foul yep. on a final shot. So, look. The Bulls lost those games. I think at a certain point, like you can't just say, "Well, the refs stole it from us." That. The record is what the record is. Yeah, um, But I also think that as a result, you can probably expect the Bulls, who have one of the best clutch players in the league, to perform a little bit better in the clutch next year. Yeah, and also back to something you said earlier again, when you talked about DeMar DeRozan being in the paint, 
Notice that Will didn't say that the three-point shooters, as far as hitting the shots, is just attempts that he's talking about. Now you'll have shooters around to take the shots, and that's the difference in the issue with the Bulls. These guys just wouldn't take the shots. Like, it wouldn't happen. The attempts, like I said, were under 30. Like, you're lacking in two straight seasons with guys who just aren't willing to take that shot, no matter how open it was. So again, which is another reason why Vooch was always out there taking those threes. It's because he was the guy that wasn't afraid to take those shots. Now you got guys who aren't afraid to do anything on the floor, especially shoot. So now that's going to open up a lot for DeMar. And the one time you saw those open lanes for DeMar was that first year. You, it was wide open for him over there because you could not leave Lonzo Ball. You couldn't do it. So he looked amazing, didn't he? <laughs> like, I recall it. He had a lot of one-on-ones uh, in that paint. It, it wasn't like that, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of collapsing on him. Or when he was bringing the ball up, those double teams, they, of course, were doing on him as well. But now we'll see if it gets back to that. Now that having two shooters instead of just one in Lonzo, who made a huge difference, obviously. But having two shooters around him, combining that with Pat and maybe occasionally Vuce, but, of course, Zach Levine out there as well. Yeah, I think the – the spacing aspect of it is almost more important than the volume of threes because like the bulls i think need to generate paint touches in Mm -hmm. order to be effective uh that can come in the form of drives it can come in the form of post-ups but i think if you're looking at how they're just they're how they get into their offense it's a lot of damar elbow isolations and if he can get to that shot you feel pretty good about it but if the defense is collapsing on him and he's got to kick it out and you know somebody instead of catching and shooting catches it they're a little bit open but they hesitate and then the defense can recover or they take that negative step yeah. and step on the sideline yeah. and it's out of bounds or they drive to try to attack a closeout but they drive into their defender Correct. there's just so many ways that you can destroy the flow of a possession mm-hmm. and then Let's say, you know, somebody drives into the paint, they get cut off, they got to kick it back out. And now DeMar's got to create something again by himself from the elbow. But now he's got seven seconds on the shot clock <laughs> right, exactly. instead of 14, 16, 18. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that these guys will help elevate DeMar and Zach and Vooch. All of what we're talking about with DeMar can be said about uh, Zach and Vooch as well. Like these little two-man um you know, empty side pick and rolls that Zach and Vooch like to run together. Mm. You can't really help off of those guys and like collapse the paint if you've got Javon Carter, who's like mm. looking to get threes up at any point in time. Like he's just hunting threes. Yeah. Um, I really, I really do think that that makes it better. And I think that also translates into the clutch too. Sure. We're talking about DeMar being able to get shots off mm. without having to shoot over a double team and like hope that the ref is going to bail him out with the foul. Mm-hmm. Now you got more space. He's going to be able to get into a shot. And like I said, if you've got DeMar with an elbow jumper and the game's on the line, oh, I feel pretty that. damn good about that. Yeah. Uh, we got to take our first break here. When we come mm-hmm. back, I see plenty of y'all chiming in with your thoughts on the comments. How can the Bulls get better next season? Um, including, uh, I see we got a super chat. So we will get to all of those coming up after the break. While we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button. You can find it right there under your video screen. Looks like a thumb, just like that one Lawrence put up there, the ones that Vooch is showing you. And if you aren't already, <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to CHO Sports' YouTube channel. You get alerts every time we go live. You get alerts when the Bears crew go live. Oh, my God, training camp. Have I mentioned yet how excited I am for football to be back? Literally just talked about it okay, <laughs> at good. the beginning of the show. Uh, Big Dave, who do we have first today? Football, damn it. No, um, <laughs> we have first Hooters. Hooters. Look here, man. I used to go to his all the time. 
All right, Hooters was the spot. The Wangs, man. The goddamn Wangs. The 911 on them. The shrimp. Ah, special. And of course, the beer. I don't know why it was more frosty cold at Hooters. I have no idea, but it just was. I loved it. It was amazing. So many awesome locations I used to visit, man. It was great. I still love Hooters, man, and I hope you still do too. Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to our plate of world-famous wangs, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, there you go, Will, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day, six bucks. You heard what I said. Check out the seafood specials, $19.83 for a pound of crab legs. You heard what I said twice. And great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. That buffalo shrimp, my God. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long, y'all. In honor of the anniversary, on the 4th of every month, Hooters will be hosting a throwback event, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings. Damn it! 83 St. Wayne's and other great specials. And the next one is coming up soon. Friday, baby. August 4th. Oh, shit. Get yourself there, man. 83 St. Wayne's. Sounds like an awesome thing. Spooners. Speaking of getting yourself there, 11 Chicagoland locations. Oh. I did not know they had 11 Chicagoland locations. I've probably been to six. To find out which one's closest to you, visit OriginalHooters.com. Visit OriginalHooters.com. I like how my man added to the ad read. That's what he does. Gotta let the people know. Because he's Matt Peck. That's right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around, aside and along with the CHGO merch locker, of course. Shout mm-hmm. out to everybody who took advantage of that CHGO merch summer sale. Uh, FOCO has hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It is baseball season. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which... MLB trade deadline day, today. Today. We got our Sox crew and our Cubs crew all here doing at 5 p.m. right after we wrap up trade deadline shows. And then they're doing post game later tonight. Ooh. Talk about baseball content today. Ooh. While you are ingesting that baseball content, Take get all the baseball fan gear you need from FOCO.com. Plus, shout out to them for providing some of our dope set decorations here at our CHO studios. They've donated some of that and shown that love to us. They'll also show you some love when you go shopping on their website in the form of a 10% discount. Mm -hmm. Just use that promo code CHGO at checkout. That's foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. All non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO Mm -hmm. for 10% off. Uh, All right. Lots of people in the comments chiming in on this big picture question. Can the Bulls improve upon their finish from last year? Uh, Golden Force says, I think they could be a better team. At best, a four seed. Worst case scenario, completely missing the play in. Hoping for 45 or more wins and younger players to show up while the offense looks way better. More threes and ball movement. Yes, please. Yes, please to all of that. AJ chiming in. Uh, saying if Caruso's healthy, we'll be good defensively. Offensively, I hope we see movement rather than iso ball. I think somebody uh, just a minute ago also mentioned that, some, uh, claiming that people were uh, ball watching when DeMar goes iso, mm. and, and there is certainly some truth to that. Sure. Um, I, uh, I mean, and, and actually, on to, to that end, we have a super chat here. Let's get to that now from Football CF Candy, who said, uh, Will, I don't know if you're going to be in Billy's press conference. 
which one, but yes. Of course he will. Uh, but can you ask him about the offense? They were elite in ISO, uh, number one in the league. Vooch roll and more ball movement. Seems like I'm, I'm spotting a trend here from y'all in Bulls Nation chiming in. We want more ball movement. Mm-hmm. Big Dave, when we were beginning this discussion, you addressed that they added or addressed in some way the point guard position mm-hmm. with Javon Carter. I think some people in Bulls Nation would counter that questioning is he really that starting point guard playmaking point guard Mm -hmm. floor general point guard Mm -hmm. with the point guardsmanship Mm -hmm. that Bulls fans have been sorely lacking do you truly believe that and do you think he has what it takes to get a more ball movement oriented offense or is the problem just the fact that if DeMar is out there and he is one of your highest usage percentage players then that's not happening. Mm. Can you find ball, ball movement and more than we saw last year while still using a lot of DeMar DeRozan excelling as an ISO scorer? Well, yes, uh, and because of that reason, it's simply because of his three-point shooting. Uh, giving, the ball, DeMar, giving DeMar DeRozan the ball in the ISO, but then actually having shooters around him is just going to make it easier and make it better for DeMar and the Bulls team. So that's one thing that Javon Carter can address. As far as running an offense, being a floor general, we have really haven't seen him have that uh, task yet. His numbers show that, just as far as the assists that he gives up. It's about two assists a game that he has. Usually he's a guy that comes in, handles the ball, of course, runs the offense, of course, but he's not asked to be the distributor. He's not asked to tell everybody where to go. I don't think he's that, you know, in floor general, because I haven't seen it. And I don't need him to change his game. I need him to continue doing what he's doing. Give me the, give him the ball. Allow him to set up the offense. That's what I need him to do, and I know he can do that because I watched him do it. And then when he gives up the ball, he knows exactly where to be on that three-point line, which is usually uh, in the corner, like he's PJ Tucker, because he shoots a ridiculously high percentage from that corner three. So I think that's where he'll end up a lot of those times. Um, it, it makes it better. That's what I just think. It makes that ISO for me even more deadly and gives him options because it doesn't matter if a guy is an ISO player or not. When they go up and they ain't got the shot they want, somebody's got to be open. (laughs) You know, somebody has to be open to get that ball to when the uh, shot clock is running down. And not only just get the ball, but can actually score with it as well. So Javon Carter can do those things for the Chicago Bulls. Kobe White can do those things uh, also for the Chicago Bulls. So I like what they've done at that position, man. Um, it's not a, it's not perfect because it's hard to find Alonzo Ball out there. It just is. That's what it is. But Javon Carter does answer a lot of those questions and needs, I think, at that position. So I used to think, I think kind of similar to, similarly to that, which is like, you know, if you have more of a 3 and D point guard and not like a big-time floor general, then your offense is really going to suffer and that you should just put the ball in the hands of your best isolation scorer and do like the five out you know everything operates around DeMar sort of offense but as I've just kind of gotten to understand more about the game and watch different teams and how they succeed like I do think it's really valuable to just have a guy like that Mm -hmm. Um, obviously for the shooting and what you're talking about but also like if you look at the second half numbers for the Bulls they're 15th in offense that's not like incredible but they were much worse on the season and much worse uh, pre All Star break, mm-hmm. they were as I look this up here, twenty um, fourth in offense before the All Star break. Mm. And what was the difference? The difference was they brought in Patrick Beverly. Correct. And why does that make a difference? Not because Patrick Beverly was just standing in the corner shooting a lot of threes, although he did that. He did. It's <laughs> having somebody that can bring the ball up the court, and that you can trust to like dribble the ball up to court. Yes. It sounds kind of basic and like reductive, but. 
if you can have that guy who can like handle pressure, get the ball up the court quickly, Correct. now all of a sudden you can run an action between mm -hmm. DeMar and Zach to get one of those guys open into their spots mm -hmm. as opposed to DeMar has to bring up the ball, he enters it to Zach, and now Zach's got to like do something on his own. Right. I think the more the Bulls can involve both Zach and DeMar into actions, mm -hmm. they can get each other you know, moving in opposite directions, mm -hmm. whether it's on the same side of the court or on opposite sides of the court, that's going to cause more chaos. Mm -hmm. It's going to allow the Bulls to have more optionality in their offense Ooh. in where they want to, to get Words. the ball and how they want to mm -hmm. score. Um, and I think it just like lets them get into their sets a little bit more quickly and a little bit more easily. Mm -hmm. I really do think that makes a difference. No, like, you know, I, I thought Tyus Jones would have been a guy that the Bulls could have brought in Ugh. this summer. Like the Wizards were kind of FOMO mm -hmm. or the uh, the Grizzlies um, obviously gave him up to bring in Marcus Smart and the mm -hmm. Wizards are kind of doing their fire sale thing. I thought he could have been a good player. I thought DeLon Wright could have been a good guy. Monte Morris. These guys are all kind of just like more or less versions of the same player. And mm -hmm. I don't know that Javon Carter is as good as as those guys that just being like that facilitator. But just having that guy out there, I really do think makes a difference. Yeah. And you can imagine like getting, you know, a little pin down between Zach and Damar. Zach coming off and entering, you know, a dribble handoff with Javon Carter. And now all of a sudden he's a movement shooter. Mm -hmm. And that's something that they didn't really have with IO starting. So mm. I do think it makes them more dynamic. I know it's not like bringing in prime Chris Paul or right, Steve Nash right, or something, right. but I do think this adds another element of, excuse me, of just being able to get into offense quicker, mm. being able to play out of that and to add, obviously, the shooting is a, is a huge deal, too. I think that's key what you said there is as a movement shooter. You know what I mean? Not just somebody who's going to be standing still just waiting for the ball to get to him, mm -hmm. but can shoot it from anywhere and move around and also can create on his own as well. Javon Carter can do that as well. He can also create his own shot, too. And even with DeMar DeRozan, just him having the basketball and putting those <laughs> shooters around him. We The last time I saw something like that was San Antonio when he was like that. They would put, like, four shooters around him. He averaged, what, like seven assists a game during that time. His numbers scoring went down, mm -hmm. but his assists went way up. Mm -hmm. I don't think he averaged more than that ever in his career. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you can have something like that uh, with just adding two guys who aren't afraid to take the shot, and that is the key word. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not afraid to take it, whether mm -hmm. it's clutch time, whether it's first court, whatever. Yeah. They're not afraid to take it when you give them the basketball. Right. That is going to go a and long way. Whether it's DeMar making a pass, Zach making a pass, or Javon Carter making a pass, I think you can, as a Bulls fan, feel even – even just cautiously optimistic that their team assist percentage is going to increase yeah. if they have two more guys out there who are willing to shoot and actually capable of making shots. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. A few more people chime in in the comments. Football CF Candy, uh, kind of a follow-up on his super chat saying, I merely asked because uh, they were 24th in efficiency despite being elite in isolation. I just feel like if they cater their offense around Vooch, similar to the Kings, I assume you mean with Sabonis, mm -hmm. their offense can skyrocket. And that's where the movement shooting comes in. You've got guys like Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, mm -hmm. uh, Keegan Murray even to a certain extent. Yes, Like definitely. these guys create so much chaos just coming off of screens right it's kind of the in the mold of what the warriors had done with Stephen clay that is so dynamic and i think the bulls added a little bit of that not quite as much but if you kind of reorient zach's game you can imagine him being 
better than you know those guys on the Kings because yeah. he's a much more dynamic shooter. So I really do think that helps. Uh, a few more of our regulars chiming in. Demand uh, fifteen ninety nine saying we need our seven footer and best rebounder not being on the perimeter so much just to cater to Demar's game. I think that's well, a fair point. Although it wasn't really to cater to his game, it, nobody else was there to correct. take the shots. Bro. And Andre Drummond might take exception to that claim <laughs> because how can Vooch be the best rebounder on his team when Andre Drummond's the best rebounder of all time? This is true. That's not hyperbole. And especially <laughs> like if you're talking about offensive rebounding and getting the Bulls to be a more dangerous offensive rebounding team. Yeah. As, I mean, Vooch is an elite defensive rebounder. Elite. You want elite. offensive rebounds, then you're talking about that, heck, Dr. you know, he, uh, Dr. Heckler and jo uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Thank I got you. you. <laughs> of Andre Drummond minutes. Yes. Uh, AK, shout out, saying Bulls and Billy need to play with more pace, and if they can improve defensive rebounding, more fast breaks with Zach and Io. And shout out uh, Pujan with a Big old super chat. Thank, Thank you. you Appreciate it. Pooch Saying, all right, here's this big question, and then we'll take our second break. What is your final season prediction? Win-loss total. I'll so we were later. talking about over or under on what was set on DraftKings last week, which was yeah. 37 and a half. Yeah. And feeling, saying we felt the 37 and a half seemed low. Yeah. And taking the over on that. Take the over. But precise win-loss record right now, how many wins do you see? Not ready to give that yet. Dave doesn't want to give that I yet. I feel like that's a whole show. Yeah, <laughs> that I, we could I'm kind of with you. I just, yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, this Bulls fan gave us yeah. a $20 super chat I'll say, with uh, this question attached to it. We can't just say, well, we don't want to answer that right now. Fair, I'll say definitely over 37 wins. They'll be in the 40 plus win column for sure. That's how I have it. I would say, don't hold me to it because I think we should do a whole show on this. Yeah. I would say 45 wins. Mm. Whoa. 40, 45 might even get them squeaked out of the play-in. Yeah. I don't know about that, but 45 wins. <laughs> we'll see. I have them the a couple. Good. I have them like a couple more wins than that. Okay. Just a couple. Then I know I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid too much. You're not perfect. too much. No, I, just a couple. Just a couple more than that. <laughs> uh, Matt is not convinced. Then you just yell at us and tell them, well, you got to come up with your name. you got to tell I'm them, gonna, guys. I'm for, <laughs> come on. For today. Come on, guys. For today. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 43. Oh, okay. 43. Going low on them. 43 wins. All right. All right. Uh, AK with Super Chat 2. Acme at the presser said, improving shot profile. Is that just take more threes, which Io, Kobe, and other passed up last season, or everyone take more threes, including DeMar? Well, I mean, I think primarily including or improving three-point shot profile, Javon Carter, Torrey Craig. Yeah. Willing three-point shooters. Yeah. Um, With good percentages at, at hitting those threes as well. Yeah. I, I mean, if Kobe can confidently take and make threes because we've seen him do it before, yeah, great. Yeah, what he do, yeah. Io had a rough shooting year. He did. No denying that. He did. Um, what about Zach? This dude shot 6.8 or something threes per game. He did. And I remember a stretch in December or November maybe where he was shooting 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 threes. And Billy said, he should be shooting 10 a game. He did. Yeah. He is good enough to be able to shoot 40% on 10 threes a game. And I think that would completely change the way that the Bulls offense worked. I know he wants to get downhill yeah. and he's really damn good at that too. Yeah. But I think that would really open things up. I don't think it's a problem that DeMar doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Me neither. Obviously, if you put him in the corner and ask him to shoot threes, he's going to have to. But the way that he plays, you don't need to be, like, taking step-back threes a la 2017 James Harden right. yeah. in order to be, like, 
the guy with the isolation iso ball. Mm. Um, those mid-range shots are as efficient as a good three-point shooter shooting threes because mm. of how good DeMar is at it. It's really the guys around him that need to be like high-volume floor spacers. Now, and, you, and that's where you get a lot better with Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. And if you remember that first year, he was taking those threes. He shot a pretty good percentage for him. You know, he was mm -hmm. taking those threes. He did it again last year. He would take the open threes. And that's kind of what we mean by shot profile on yeah. him. Like, I'm not asking him to take get six. His, get but his if it's open, yeah, if it's open, take the shot. That's all I can really ask for DeMar DeRozan, man. Take his, the shot if it's open. Get his toe off the line because he shot a lot of them with his toe on the line. He did. He's not used to it. He's right. Uh, he's right. Uh, he's doing fine. Yeah. Or, you know, so, as, so long as it's uh, a game winner for DeMar, then you know the three's going in. Oh, yeah. Well, um, all right, let's take our second break. Thanks. When we come back, we'll hear what this, uh, this Kobe White question is that Dave wants to ask us. Yes. And y'all, hit that thumbs up button if you didn't do it during our first ad break. Helps us out a lot. We greatly appreciate it. Dave, who's next? Beer! Beer! We got it, Wang! Beer! We gotta talk beer! Mm. Hand in hand! The greatest partner of Together Wang's is, is beer. Greatest partner of beer is wanks. Honk. It works all the time. You got the Goose Island honk for me there. I'll take your time. I'm not going to get it one more time just because I love you. Thank you very much, sir. Goose Island Beer Company. They roll with us here at CHGO, and so they know they're going to roll with you as well. They have so many awesome options. The Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. And other beers were shook when they would see that IPA come up in there. Damn it, they back again. Oh, here comes another medal. You're damn right. Tide rolled. I'm sorry, I believe you mean damn Skippy. Oh. <laughs> How dare you just pass over my favorite Big Dave phrase? <laughs> well, can I do a mad? Can I do a Darn tootin'? Yeah, sure. <laughs> can I talk that Darn tootin', you can. <laughs> darn tootin', ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but of course, the Tropical Beer Hug, or as I like to call it, the Herb Lawrence, the 9.9% alcohol. Woo. Dangerously easy to drink as we watch this man do this because he chugged three of them things. Man's in the building right now. Oh, he is special. He is. Oh, the Herb, there he is right there. Oh, I man. watched him do this, man. and I still don't believe it. It is amazing. It is special. God damn it. Those are forever the Herb Lawrence's to me, ladies and gentlemen. The 312 Wheat Ale, the classic 312 Wheat Ale. And of course, the Matt and Dave favorites, the full pocket pills. Mm. Oh, when we see it, we drink it. That's mm. how we roll. You know who else likes it? The brewers, the people who are making it. And you know who else drinks the stuff that the brewers are drinking, including this stuff right here? These guys right here. That's how we roll, ladies and gents. So, why don't you grab you some ultra fresh exclusive beers at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or in that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town because it's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Chicago beer, the true taste of Chicago. You know what else goes great with cold, refreshing beers? Way to be in my brain. A summer day out on the links. Mm. Y'all, the CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill is rapidly approaching. The way. Today is August 1st. The CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill, August 25th. Mm -hmm. So close. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 18, 18 holes of golf with a cart. You also get the exclusive made specially for this event and for y'all participating CHGO Pins and Aces crossover polo mm -hmm. that has our CHGO logo, our, our mascot Nux, right there on the Pins and Aces polo. Oh. Uh, there are also whole contests, giveaways and prizes, lunch and drinks to go with that lunch, no, and a that. ceremony after the round is completed. Ooh. Which, speaking of, you see that awesome Die Hard logo there on our screen. If you aren't a diehard already, 
A, you should be. Yeah. B, take now as the perfect opportunity to sign up because mm-hmm. if you want to do this Coghill Classic, discount price entry for our diehard members. Because, of course. It's called a hookup. You also get all of that premier level content like what they say it with. the newest Will to Go Gottlieb mailbag oh. available to diehards only Fresh. that just dropped the other day. Fresh. Plus, you got the, uh, you know, Bears, uh, Adam Hoag's Bears things in your Bears. mailbox all the time for the diehards. Bears. Every day. Every day. Monday to Friday. Wow. <laughs> so many Bears things for the diehards. Every weekday. The diehards only plus the Discord lounge. 20% off every time you shop at the merch locker. Mm. Oh, and by the way, when you do sign up to become a diehard, not only do you get that cool pack of all the diehard stickers and all the swag, mm. but a free shirt on top of that. Oh, what are you waiting stuff? for? Sign up to be a diehard. Discount. Get yourself signed up for the CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill, mm. August 25th. Going to be a good time. Oh, fun times mm. in the city. I'm not going to play, but I'm going to maybe show up and bring my beer sleeve. Yeah, I maybe might show up, and if I do, I will not be playing, but I will be joining this man. Can we just get a <laughs> cart and follow people around watching oh. and just each have our beer sleeve? Oh. oh. Some seven content. for you, seven for me. Let's talk to Casey. I think that's content Six right there. Right yes. Me and you Six just riding around, around in the will. cart. What, are you going to play? Of course he is. Uh, He's we'll the see. GOAT. We'll what see. do you mean? I mean, being modest. What? We'll see. Goat ain't showing up if he ain't playing. We'll see. I don't know. This is the athlete of our balls group. I'll be there for sure. I'm speaking for him. He gonna play. uh, We'll see. I heard from the CHO softball uh, Slack channel last night that you were uh, integral to the CHO team getting another dub last night. Oh, shout out to you, you, sir. We uh, on his way to being an all star. We had a couple of uh, key injuries. Mm -hmm. People stepped up, Mm starred in their role. Mm -hmm. Nick Mariano, of course. Herb Lawrence, of course. Chris Panko. Oh, yeah. he oh said he was goodness. on it. Playing I asked big. him about it. He said Just he played with. Yeah. Balling out yesterday. Yes, sir. Great, great team win. Mm. Yes. Great team win. You know why else Chris is great? We got a fresh batch of Shady Rays that showed up at the office. Oh, You'll love to see it. the Rays wait. Oh, really? <laughs> Lawrence's face. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, just bulldozed my way to Jake's office before our show today, <laughs> and I was getting ready to ask him about the Shady Rays because I saw Cody over the weekend, yeah. and he was like, you get your new Shady Rays yet? And I was like, no, the new Shady Rays are in? <laughs> He just will now because you know you can That's never right. have too many pairs. Just in time for your trip to the links as well. Join him on Cog Hill with the rays that are oh so damn uh, All right. With our time remaining, Big Dave, what is this burning Kobe White question that you wanted to ask? So when I was watching the Kobe White video I sent you all, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the practice video of Kobe White, yep. which I also watched 50 times. Um, just watching him, of course, he looked great. You know, you can see, you know, he's learning, he's running, working on his handles and all that. So, but my thought was, and I, of course, I thought about you immediately, Will, because I wanted to know your answer to this. But I also want to know what uh, the people out there feel about this as well. If Kobe White shows himself to, like, be the clear-cut best point guard on a team, because it's safe to say that nothing, everything is kind of in pencil as far as point guard and the number four. Like, everything's kind of in pencil. So if he shows himself to be the clear-cut bet, I'm talking the handles, the shooting, the defense, the point guardsmanship, all of it. If he shows that going into the season, make preseason practice, however to get, do you start him as the starting point guard or are you still on the bandwagon of, no, I'd rather him come off the bench and be sixth man of the year, even though he might be the best point guard that you have available? Because for me, I'm kind of torn because I see it from both ways. Yes, you want to start your best players. Yes, that's who your starting five has. But also, I feel, and we all feel, Kobe White is 
can't be dominant from that position, from being the sixth man off the bench and what he could provide for that team. And you know he's going to play in that fourth quarter mm-hmm. in playing those clutch minutes as well. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like if he still shows that I am the guy, I am the best point guard here, that he should be the starting point guard, or should he still come off the bench? I guess I'm a little torn on it, too. Um, we got two Natalie, say, Natalie and Brulee is on set today. I would say, Wow. Love it. That's a he did that. Amazing. <laughs> he really did do that. Wow. I'm proud of him. No, I'm proud of that. That's good. Let's Two go. torns. That's good. I'm I like broken it. on the floor. Sorry, Will. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> no. Completely um, threw me off. Well done. <laughs> I think if Kobe, I think the defense is the key part there, because the reason I feel like Javon should be the starter is because he gives you defense and he gives you the kind of offense that you need to best complement complement. Damar and Vooch and Zach. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, the offense last year with Kobe and those three guys was 99th percentile in the entire NBA. Mm. 127.5 offensive rating. Mm. Um, That's outrageously good. So if he's playing defense at a high level, um, I think there's a really good argument to be made that he should be that guy. Obviously, he's been you know, the one that's been around. But I think to your point, like, you want your best players out there. To me, the bigger question is who's closing games, and I think that will be fluid based on what kind of team you're playing against. Do you need a stopper out there who can just shoot threes? Do you need somebody where you can get into more creative offensive sets? Um, I, I could see that being a more fluid situation. But, yeah, I mean, if Kobe's the clear-cut best player, I think you probably want to put him out there. Okay. But I do still see the value in having Javon, and I – and as of right now, right. I think that's the way to go. Right. And the defense definitely got better. Mm. Yeah. As I pointed out to y'all mm. several times. Welcome to the Kobe uh, White can play defense train, by the way. Uh, before I weigh in with, with my take on that question, and it is a great question, Dave. We got people in the comments weighing in. AK saying, eventually Kobe will start. Also keep in mind, we're assuming Carter, who played bench minutes with the Bucks, can now give the Bulls starter quality minutes for a season. Mm. Fair point fair, to those making point. an assumption that Carter will start over Kobe. Very fair point. Zach Binkley saying a Kobe leap and thus more minutes makes this team way better. Close to 36 per night, and him in the clutch can help win some games. Mm-hmm. Careful, we don't want to trigger Dave when it comes to Kobe not being on the floor late in close games. Lucky ain't no hat near me. <laughs> As we watch the Bulls season come Lucky to a close no hat with that me. precise situation no, I happening. Pay for these, baby, these don't go on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Meanwhile, uh, Man Eater Pug, with a very simple version of an answer, you play your better player, point blank, period. So then that means the question is, who's better, Kobe White or Javon Carter? And I mean, I I I thought of this because there have been definitely uh, times in NBA history where I thought another player was better, but it probably was better served for them coming off the bench in the beginning. B.J. Armstrong and John Paxson is probably the first people I thought of on that Mm -hmm. because Paxson was the starter. B.J. was clearly better. I'm sorry, B.J. Armstrong and who? Uh, his name was John Pat. I'll fill you, know, you in on who that is don't, later. I'll fill don't have in. time. But uh, I think that's But he was I... clearly like a better point guard, but Pax provided such awesome things as far as coming off the dribble, you know, hitting those wide open jump shots, being more stable with the ball control and things like that. But BJ was a better player. He eventually ended up starting, you know, just as the years kind of went on. But to start it off, it, it was Pax, and, and I don't think that was the problem. I thought that was the right call. I just – it goes back to what we've been talking about all show, which is 
these things don't happen in a vacuum. Like you can be a better player, but not fit right. the best players. Right. Mm -hmm. And that can be a problem. Um, that's why you have like this whole microwave score, six man archetype thing that like, you know, the Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, Jordan Clarkson types. Um, I'm not saying Kobe is one of those players, but I think right now that's the kind of style that he fits. So if he can become a much better facilitator and a much better defensive player, he gives you a higher level offense than what I think Javon and probably Io can do. And so, yeah, if he's playing at that level, you, you probably want to put him out there. The other side of this is the Bulls made their money last year as a defensive team. Yes. And if now you want to completely overhaul your identity and become an offensive team and try to outgun teams, maybe you can do that. But I just think that to go from one end to the other, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times if you're if you're trying to waffle between two different identities, you kind of end up without one. Yeah. Mm. And the Bulls need to be careful about that. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll just weigh mm. in really quickly because we got to get out of here uh, and make room for the baseball guys. Um, Kobe has done so many of the things that I've asked of him over the last few years. Yeah. His ball handling has gotten tighter. Yes. His decision making has gotten better. Mm -hmm. His finishing at the rim has inc improved incredibly. Mm -hmm. And he's improved on the defensive end. Do I want to see Kobe start? I'm not trying to straddle the fence here because I'm waffling. I, this is genuinely how I feel. I want to see both. Mm. I want to see Javon Carter in the starting lineup, and I want to see Kobe White in the starting lineup, and I want to figure out with my eyeballs which one I like more. <laughs> okay. There's my answer. All right. Real quick, two more Super Chats, and then we'll get out of here. AK uh, wants you, Will, to please reach out to your former employer about all of the Bulls slander with the clickbait about <laughs> Debo being overrated, the Bulls and their confusing roster, the Bulls getting worse, not better. Yeah. Uh, and Hawkeye with a Super Chat saying, what's up, gents? What's up? What are the chances I can hear Pex's screams of anger if Damian Lillard goes to the heat all the way out here in the Bronx. Chances are high. Very, very high. <laughs> I would say 100%. But it's not, it's fine because it won't happen. Mm. Hasn't happened yet. Not going to happen. Stupid heat. Um, we are out of time. Stay right here on the CHO Sports Locked, uh, uh, locked on the CHO Sports YouTube channel. That's right. Don't move. We've got CHO Cubs and White Sox. Yeah. Trade deadline specials coming up. T-minus seven minutes from now. Lawrence likes it. He's nodding. Let's go. Yes. Thanks to Lawrence, our producer today. Good to have you back, buddy. Will is on Thanks, Twitter. Buddy. Will to go Gottlieb. Grown. Will underscore Gottlieb. Adult. Bow. BWL Sports is Big Dave Handle. I am Bulls underscore Pack. We are CHO underscore Bulls. We are back tomorrow. Same time, same place. 4 p.m. Central Time. Special guests joining us in studio. Very special. See you then. Until then, see Red be good. <laughs>